Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. I am Marco Kiroglu. Welcome to our program. On my left, Scott Wheeler. On my right, John Hart. And today we will be talking about the wars of Israel, but, but more precisely the Gog and Magog war. Is it going to happen before the rapture? Is it going to happen after the rapture? When is it exactly going to happen and why is it so important? I want to hear what Scott and John has to say on this subject. I think first I will get an idea from Scott. Thank you, Marco. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think we mustn't confuse the Gog and Magog war, which is at the end of the millennial reign, because there's a description in Revelation concerning mm. a, Magog, a Gog and Magog war then. Mm. But the one we're talking about is a localized war, because the, the one at the end of the millennium, all the nations of the world, uh, come against Israel and come against Christ. The Ezekiel 38-39 war is a, a specific description concerning Russia, the, the primary uh, nation that God hooks in, in the jaw and, and pulls down, down mm. into the Middle East. Mm. And then obviously Iran um, and, and there are a couple of North African uh, countries that are involved in that, in that war. So... Uh, clear distinction there in terms of those those two wars. The, the scripture is not uh, clear in terms of does it happen before or after the rapture. Uh, my personal take is it happens uh, before the rapture uh, because I believe that the Ezekiel 38-39 war will be catastrophic, obviously not just in the region, but globally, have global implications and will set a very... Uh, a clear foundation for the revelation ultimately of the mm. Antichrist. Mm. A man who can come to power to resolve a conflict that's been going on for, for forever and mm. will have a solution to the Middle East uh, conflict. And there will be a definite buy-in by all the nations regarding that plan that the Antichrist has. Does US take part in that war? I don't see the U.S. involved in that war uh, in terms of uh, those nations. So mm. either the rapture will have happened and majority of the Christians will be gone and U.S. will be re uh, reduced to nothing, mm. or Trump's no longer in power. Trump's in, and mm. the, whoever the is running have US. taken over and they have no more regard for Israel. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, you know the Bible speaks about many. Uh, Things, but uh, the wars that Israel has fought up to now are not even mentioned in the scripture. When Israel became a, a yeah. nation in 1948, there was the War of Independence, uh, which fortunately she won against all yeah. odds. Uh, there was the Six Day War in 1967, there was the Yom Kippur War in 1973. None of these wars are specifically mentioned in scripture uh, and described in detail. But this is the big one we're mm. talking about the Gog yeah. and Magog War. Yeah. Two whole chapters in the Bible Trump. are devoted to it. And it tells us exactly who's going to come against yeah. Israel, when they're going to come against Israel, why they're going to come against Israel. In great detail, we're told there. Yeah. And we're told specifically, as you've already mentioned, that Magog leads them. Mm. Now, if you look at those names that are mentioned in Ezekiel 38, Magog, Meshesh, Tubal, Goma, and Togoma. Mm. They are the names of the sons of Japheth, the son of Noah. And we're told in Genesis chapter 10 that these are the sons of Japheth who settled in the northern quarters of the, of the earth 
beyond the Caucasus Mountains, so we know it's Russia. Mm. Evan Josephus, writing in the first century, understood this. He wrote about the Magogites, whom the Greeks call Scythians. Well, we know they're the Russians. So no doubt they're Russians. Yeah. In fact, we can go further. Uh, the, the Septuagint adds the word Rosh to that list of names. Now, from Rosh came Russia, came Russia, mm. as we know it today. And uh, if you look at uh, Tubal, there's a city called Tubalsk in Russia, named after the descendants of Tubal, the son of Japheth. And uh, Evan Meshesh, from Meshesh came the Moscovite tribes, after whom Moscow was named. So we know we're dealing with Russia. Russia is the great force yeah. there. Now, very interesting, when, when Sol, Sol, Soleimani was taken out mm. weeks ago mm. yeah. by the US, and Iran became very belligerent and threatened uh, retaliation and what have you, it brought the whole Gog and Magog war one giant step mm. closer. Absolutely. Because Iran is a major player in it. Iran is called Persia in those chapters. Sure. Persia was, became Iran in 1979 after the Islamic Revolution. So, same nation. Then we are told Tagama is involved. Tagama is Turkey. Mm. So, uh, by the way, Tagama is the son of Goma. Uh, one of the other names mentioned there. So, you get the connection. Mm. Then we are told that fighters will join them from Put. Put is Libya, where mm. ISIS fighters are trained now now that they don't have a caliphate. They own Benghazi and they've recently taken over the oil fields of yeah. Libya. So very involved in, in that area. Fighters will come from there and from Ethiopia. Now in Bible times, Ethiopia, Ethiopia. Yeah. yeah. In biblical times, Ethiopia was a much bigger country than today. It encompassed Sudan mm. and Eritrea right. and Ethiopia. Now all of those nations, Sudan, Libya, Iran, uh, Turkey, they're all extremist Muslim nations today, which none of them were 50 years ago. Mm. Very significant. And when they realized, like Iran realized now two weeks ago, three weeks ago, she can't take on America. No. She can't even take on Israel. She's not strong enough. That's when Iran is going to turn to Russia and say, won't you help us? Absolutely. Won't you lead us? And Russia will lead this confederation, this alliance of militant Muslim nations who have always been hell-bent on the destruction of Israel against Israel. And they're all in Syria right now. Turkey's involved there, Iran's involved there, Russia's involved there, they're propping up Assad, the dictator, yeah. and they're on Israel's border. Yeah. The table is set, Absolutely. the scene is set for the Gog and Magog war. What is yeah. the likelihood that this war might break out this year? Well, there's nothing stopping it. It could, it could happen at any moment, Mark, at any moment, the, the, the war could start. Mm. I think, for me, the, the one factor is America. Yeah. Because right now, if, if anyone stepped into Israel under Trump, mm. America would most certainly get involved, yeah. in yeah. my understanding. Yeah, um, for sure. And, and so for me, uh, either Trump is no longer in the White House, mm. um, or as you say, the rapture's happened. Um, but, but for me, it would be probably more likely uh, Trump's no longer there, and you've got the leftist Democrats mm. who are disinterested in Israel, 
who will not get involved yeah. in that conflict. What yeah. is it? What is the likelihood that, for some reason, America is taken out of the equation by a military attack before the war? Well, then that uh, could explain too why America is not involved. But you're right. Yeah. Uh, the Bible is very clear, Scott. God says. There was no one to help no Israel. Yeah. And God said, I engineered it that way mm -hmm. so that I will get all the glory. Because I am exactly going to supernaturally protect yeah. my people. Mm -hmm. I'm going to come through for them yeah. in a way that the whole world will recognize and it. I and their God. And I'm going to take the glory yeah. for it. Now, but right. I want to go back to that question of America. We have mm. many American viewers. Mm. And many of them, as far as I know, are friends of Israel. Mm. Of course. As long as they are there, mm. they're for Israel. They're for Israel. And most, as long as the strong American support for Israel is under the sun, mm. this war probably will not take place. Mm. But most likely, yeah. If this war is going to happen, well, when this war happens, something will happen before the war that America is out of the equation. Mm. When I say America, I'm mainly talking about the strong American church mm. that is pushing the American government to stand with Israel. Mm. 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 So that's why I am seriously considering the possibility mm. that this war might happen after the rapture, seeing that there is no friend left for Israel. Mm. Mm. Besides America, we also mm. have a very strong, they are small in number, but they are strong in influence. Mm. Bible-believing Christians mm. who stand with Israel, who pray for Israel. Yeah. So if a war like that happens, yeah. there are still people, this is my personal, yeah. personal analysis, mm. there are yeah. still people around the world who are friends of Israel. I, I know what the Bible says and in, based on that I, am, I tend to think for this war to happen, somehow all the people who are standing with Israel must be out of the way. Yeah. It's an interesting yeah. thought. The Bible is actually not very clear about that. Yeah. In fact, purposely, I believe, that uh, there's, n there's nothing that precludes the Gog and Magog war, war from happening before the rapture. There's also nothing that precludes yeah. in Scripture the rapture from happening before the Gog and Magog war. Yeah. The rapture is always meant to be imminent. We're not yeah. meant to know the day nor the hour. Yeah. Uh, it's meant to come as a thief in the night, so we won't know. So it's very interesting, but either event could happen soon. The next big event we can be sure is either the rapture or the Gog and Magog war. Absolutely. Now and that's the, the other thing, uh, Mark, uh, is that uh, after that war, and it's devastating for the nation, right? Um, they will, they will obviously overcome the enemy. God will uh, show Himself to be strong on the side of Israel and to be their God. But then they will take the weapons that are left there, and they will generate. Uh, fuel from those weapons for seven years, mm. Mm. the the scripture says. So for seven mm. years they've got enough, mm. they've got enough fuel, mm. um, and and so that's why in my understanding also if we take in a, 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 a pre-trip mm. um, uh, view of the scriptures, you've got the seven years where Israel yeah. will generate. Uh, There's that argument as well from yeah. from those weapons um, yeah. during that during that time. You're spot on.
Cloud, yeah. uh, uh, Scott, you would have to be prophetically ignorant and unaware not to immediately connect that seven years with the seven years of tri yeah. tribulation, which is also the time of Jacob's trouble, which is also Daniel's 70th week, yeah. definitely. But interesting, there are two time periods mentioned in Ezekiel 38, 39. A seven-month one, because it'll take seven months to, to bury, bury the, the dead, dead yeah. followed by a seven-year one yeah. to where they get fuel. fuel. So, mm -hmm. interesting. We don't know when the Gog and Magog war will take place looking forward to it, because we're not told. Yeah. But we know when it will take place looking back from Armageddon. Yeah, seven years. You can say it's seven years and seven months before Armageddon. Yeah. Mm, you can work right. it out. Yeah. That's so, true. that tells me, this is something. If if we witness the Gog and, and Magog war, then we know that the rapture has to happen in the next seven months following that because it has to happen before the signing of the seven-year peace agreement mm -hmm. because the Antichrist confirms that agreement or mm -hmm. witnesses it and we won't know who the Antichrist is. He's not mm -hmm. going to be revealed to the world mm -hmm. yet. He's only revealing his identity when that peace agreement is signed. So we are out here before that. Second Thessalonians yep. tells us. Mm -hmm. So if we witness the Gog and Magog war, Man, we know that in the next seven months the church has to be raptured. Yeah. Because after that seven month period, the Antichrist reveals his identity and we won't be here when he does that. That's amazing. Now, now that <laughs> is, that <laughs> is, and again, these are all discussions we are having. Mm. We mm. don't know the timing mm. and we don't want to make that mistake of putting mm. a date mm. because the Bible doesn't give the date. We know the timing, the date of the second coming of Christ to judge the world and to establish his kingdom with the saints. But we don't know the timing yeah. of the rapture. Yeah. And we don't know the timing, we don't know the timing of this war either. We are speculating. Yeah. And this is just a genuine open mind, open heart discussion. We decided we we're gonna put it out there so you can brainstorm together with us. <laughs> but there is an undercurrent here there, there, there is an unspoken warning here until now I, in this episode i didn't say that since we are having this conversation it should draw all of us to the edge of our seats man we are in the last days yeah, absolutely. we are not saying we are in the last days based on some weird ideas things are happening mm. russia is in the middle east with their mighty army turkey is in the middle east iranians are sharpening their what missiles mm -hmm. <laughs> this morning i read on the news there was a few more missiles flown into uh, iraq american embassy near uh, near wow. american embassy in iraq by iranians Whoa. so we don't know how long this will be in the limbo like mm. this yeah. it's gonna break up somewhere sure. but we are definitely in the end times yeah, yeah. things are watching up uh, the the wonderful thing about it is i believe that God is going to bring good out of evil. After he destroys the mighty armies on the mountains of Israel, the King James says five-sixths of the army, only a sixth part will remain. Mm. So five-sixths of that mighty army, probably the largest army that's ever been assembled up till now on the planet, with Russia, with her vast forces, with all the Iranians and the, uh, we know all about their forces and their proxies like Hezbollah and others, uh, all of them, Turkey is a major yeah, nation mm. with a big military. Uh, fighters coming from uh, Libya, from Sudan and all over. It's going to be a mighty Muslim army. Yeah. And I believe it's going to have the most amazing effect on the Muslim world. Exactly. I'll tell you why. 
because they're going to see that America didn't come help Israel. No nation yeah. came to help Israel. God was on but God side. came yeah. through and destroyed that mighty Muslim yeah. army on the mountains of Israel. And you know what they're going to say? The Muslims around the world are going to look at this and they're going to say, we're serving the wrong God. Mm. Look at the God of Israel, how powerful He is. Look how He came through for that nation and they called by His name. Yeah. Yeah. We're serving the wrong God. Let us get to know the God of Israel. I have often wondered if that won't be the final ingathering of souls before the rapture. Mm. That's a thought. That is yeah. a, a very, very good thought as well. And my latest book, The Tale of Two Houses, in that book, I do an analysis of the rise and fall of Islam. Mm. And amazingly, many people say today Islam is on the rise. They are so, so mistaken. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Islam is the fastest declining religion yeah, today. Yes. Since 1689, the, the Islamic army being defeated at the gates of Vienna, mm. Islam has been declining. Mm. In 1948, when Jews came and established their state mm. declared their independence in the back garden of the Muslims. Mm. There was a mm. massive blow to the Islamic morale. Yeah, and after that, in the following few decades, the Muslim nations witnessed a massive movement of Holy Spirit in converting Muslims from Islam into yeah. serving Christ. Yeah. I am one of them. Yeah, yeah. amen. Since mm. the 1950s until now, there have been such a harvesting such a gathering mm. of Muslims mm. who became yeah, believers incredible. all over the world. Today, yeah. Muslim background believers yeah. all over the world, in Europe, from Europe to America to Asia, they have established massive, mighty ministries. Mm. They are proclaiming the gospel effectively mm. all That's over wonderful. the world. Yeah. There is a massive panic in mm. the Muslim world mm. regarding the unstoppable conversion of Muslims Absolutely. into Christ. But now, there is still one more thing that needs to happen. Mm. There is still one more thing that needs to happen to show the Muslims mm. that they are indeed, those Muslims who are still in Islam, they are indeed worshipping the wrong God. Mm -hmm. And I believe all of these events, military decline of Islamic armies since 1689 at the gates of Vienna, Rise of Israel, establishment of Israel, and Muslim armies losing every single war mm, against mm, Israel. Mm, it's yeah. amazing. How can you manage to lose every war <laughs> when you come all four or five nations against one tiny nation? Mm, yeah. Only a supernatural work of God can explain. Yeah, amen. Amen. But all of that point to... I met, I met some Muslim people sometimes in the years past when I was in Muslim countries. When I talked to them, they will tell me, I just don't understand why there is always human rights abuse, woman abuse, child yeah. abuse, mm. poverty and corruption in all the Muslim countries. Yeah. Mm. And life is always better in the country of the Jews and the Christians. Mm -hmm. This is the question Muslims mm. ask me yeah, many times. Sure. So. Just on that, uh, Marco, um, the Islamic State really has tried to bring Islam together Mm. in unity again and and it's it's pretty much failed in in that they fired very bad absolutely and and they are divided mm. um you you speak to muslims mm. um they are massively divided today sure. as much as we have 
as many denominations as we do within the Christian community, it's just as bad as within the Islamic yeah. community. Yeah. And, and they, they, they're so divided in that sense. Uh, like you say, numbers are dwindling. Just recently I was uh, sharing with an a, a Islamic man in our own town here. And um, he had just come back from, from Friday prayers. And I said to him, you know, how did it go? And he said, no, it was fine. I said, did you have a, a, a sermon? And he said, uh, no. So I asked him, why not? And they don't have an imam here. Mm. Because mm. there's so few people left. Wow. And he said to me, there's so many Muslims in this town. Mm. But yet, no one's attending mosque. the mosque. Wow. Mm. And, and, and I suppose it's secularization to, mm. to, to a degree. That is, and there is one more thing, Scott, I want to add on to that. Mm. All the studies show that after, after the uh, Islamic uh, Republic, what is it, um, the ISIL, ISIL yeah. or ISIS, right. mm -hmm. after their attempt to bring down the non-Muslim world on, on its knees, it backfired so badly. Mm. Obama, not Obama, Osama bin Laden, <laughs> almost the same but not the same, Osama bin Laden, his objective was to bring back the golden years of Islam, mm -hmm. where Islam was this globally feared mighty power. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it backfired so badly because of the works of Osama bin Laden, many Muslims ran away from Islam. Many Muslims said, I don't want to be part of this. Mm. I don't want to be a terrorist. I don't want to be going and killing innocent people. Mm. I don't want to do anything with a religion like this. Mm. When Soleimani was taken down, mm. Iranians were rejoicing. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Now, when yeah. ISIL did what ISIL did, again it did the same counter effect. Sure. Mm. It backfired. Many Muslims mm. said, I don't want to be associated with this religion. Mm. Especially in Egypt. It was amazing. Mm. Egypt is one of the leading nations yep. among Muslim nations. Mm. E in Egypt, there was this massive run, uh, uh, um, uh, movement of apostasy from Islam. Mm. Many people were leaving Islam, abandoning Islam, denouncing Islam. They were not necessarily becoming Christian, mm. but they were because leaving they Islam. Mm. And they were saying, I don't want to be part of this anymore. Mm. Now, a war like Gog and Magog, mm. And the Islamic armies, together with Russia, losing against Israel, will only mean there will be a greater number of Muslims that will say, yeah. I don't want to be part Without of this doubt. anymore. Yeah. Without a doubt. Mm. Without a doubt. So, mm. at the end of this discussion, I want to leave a message for our viewers. And I want to turn to you, Scott. What will be your final concluding word at the end of this discussion to our viewers? My challenge to, to each viewer would be uh, don't get too stressed about exactly when the war is going to take place. Mm. The reality is the rapture is imminent. Mm. Uh, and so our, our primary, I mean these debates are great to have, mm. um, but our primary purpose as believers living at this time mm. is to make sure we're in right relationship with mm. Jesus. We're not being distracted by the many, many distractions that are around but we focused mm -hmm. on that which God has called us to. As for me and my house, mm -hmm. each one of us are going to make that declaration, we're going to serve the Lord. Yeah. And we need to get serious about serving Jesus. I'm not yeah. talking about uh, attending a church and being just committed to an institution. I'm talking about a firm commitment to Christ and His call mm -hmm. upon each one of our lives. 
He's coming soon. Absolutely. And when he comes, one of the things he's going to do once we are taken, he's going to ask us an account about what we have we done have yeah. with our lives. Amen. Amen. That, that parable of mm. the servants being left with talents. Yeah. When the kings come back and says, what did you do with the talent I gave you? Mm -hmm. What did you do with the life Christ gave you? Exactly. What mm. did you do with the time and resources and skills Christ gave you? Mm. Are you just wasting it? Enjoying your days? Mm. Or are you intentionally serving yeah. the purposes of Christ? That's right. Mm. And John, what will be your final remark? Well... My final remark would be to go and search the scriptures, all of you hearers out there, to see whether these, these things be so or not, like the Bereans did. Because we've talked about uh, two chapters in the scripture. They're not there by accident. They're there for a reason. All scripture is there for a reason. Yeah. We're dealing with a God who means what he says and says what he means. He doesn't uh, speak idle words. So anything in scripture we ought to take seriously. So go and search the scriptures for yourself. Read through these two chapters that deal with the Gog and Magog war. Uh, piece it together with what you've heard here and uh, let every man be persuaded in his own yeah. mind. Uh, then the Bible says in Luke 21:36, In view of all these things that are coming upon the world, pray therefore that you may be accounted worthy to escape these things mm. and to stand before the Son of Man. Amen. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Great. And... Before I say goodbye, I want to yet again give our contact details to get in touch with John. You can get in touch with him by, by, via his website www.jhpublishing.co.today You can order his books. There are a couple of books that he has, he has written. The best is you get in touch with him and inquire from him which one of the books you would like to get. To get in touch with Scott you can get hold of him via his email address. Scott, S-C-O-T-T, at Gospel for Africa, which is F-O-R-Africa, dot C-O dot C-A. And you know how to get hold of me. Marco at, count, Marco at CountdownToChrist.com is my email address. Please make sure you visit our Facebook page, Facebook forward slash CountdownToChrist. And make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel. <coughs> That is youtube.com slash uh, forward slash countdown to Christ. And please consider supporting our ministry with your donation. Go to our website countdowntochrist.com forward slash donate and pick and choose whatever way you want to donate. With that, I bless you in the name of Jesus Christ and I say keep your eyes and ears open. Christ is coming back to fetch us soon. Amen. Amen. God bless and bye.